Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Dr. Tammy Talks. I'm your host, Dr. Tammy Berry. I'm a stress resilience expert and life coach who is passionate and on a mission to see each and every one of you learn how to use stress as a fuel for creating the health, happiness, success, and joy that you really want in this beautiful life of yours. I'm so happy you're here. Enjoy the show. Hi there. (laughs) So happy we're here. Our topic today is leading with love. And I think this is such an important topic for us to be discussing, not just in this day and age, because this is a really stressful time in the world coming out of a pandemic, now entering into war that the entire world is watching. We are carrying and exposed to an incredible amount of stress right now. And What do we do in the face of that? I wanted us to talk about what it looks like to lead with love. And the segue, you know, the purpose of me having this conversation is like, I also need this personal reminder in my own life because I want to lead my life, my practice, the work that I do, my family, others, my community, everyone I meet. I want to lead with love. And what we know, the science is clear on this, that when we're experiencing excessive levels of stress or when we're experiencing distress, we are separated. We are, we are not in alignment neurologically, biochemically, physiologically electromagnetically with love. So let's talk about this because as we bring love into our leadership, into how we lead ourselves and others, we become a powerful force for good. And we all know this. We we all know that we want to be leading with love. And when we don't, we're oftentimes miserable. And so I wanted us to look at sort of three major things in this, in this topic of conversation about leading with love. First, I want to talk about really how it is that distress and excessive levels of stress can separate us from this really important driving force in our lives, which is love. I am going to set the case for why you're actually designed for love and to love and to receive love. And thirdly, I want to discuss love as a capacity, which means it's something akin to a skill and something that we can learn, practice, and develop. Okay, three major points. Let's get through it, right? First, How is it that stress or distress can separate us from love? So when we look at how the brain works, we are able to recognize that the capacity for love is actually a highly evolved feature of 
intelligence and intellect. And when we're, and so it requires actually access to all of the regions of our brain. And when we're in stress, we don't have adequate access to the prefrontal cortex, which sits at the front of the brain. And that's the region of the brain that's responsible for our ability to integrate and make sense of complex pieces of information with emotional balance. Okay. So when we're experiencing extreme levels of stress, when we're in distress, which means we're feeling things like anxiety, frustration, defeat, depletion, exhaustion. Okay. These are all signs that we're in distress. We, the, the resources of the brain, the blood flow, the metabolic activity moves more central. And so it's predominantly found in the brainstem, which is known as sort of this reptilian brain and to a lesser degree in the limbic system, which is our center for emotion and memory. So we have less metabolic activity in the cortex, which was the last part of the brain to develop. It's certainly not the largest part of the brain, but we now across the board recognize that the cortex is of critical importance for what we call higher executive function. And when we don't have, it's it's interesting that when we're in extreme periods of stress, when we're in this fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response, we don't have access to the part of the brain that contains our greatest capacity as a human being. And in a little while, you're going to see why why, why I do believe love is our greatest capacity as human beings. And so we want to be mindful. We want to be able to recognize in ourselves when we're feeling distress, because in those moments, we aren't able to lead with love, no matter how desperately we want to. And and this is a critical piece because so many of us recognize that we're showing up with anger, hostility, frustration, aggression defensiveness. We were, maybe we're retreating. Maybe we're not showing up at all. Maybe we're hiding. Maybe we're cowering. Maybe we're people pleasing in ways that actually aren't respectful or loving of ourselves, right? There are all, maybe we're procrastinating. Maybe we're deflecting. Maybe we're, these are all signs of us being in a sympathetic storm. I like to call it because it's a storm. It creates a storm in our lives. It creates a, it's a, it's a little bit of a storm. Neurologically speaking, it's a little bit of a storm. Physiologically speaking, what ends up happening to your heart rate, your blood pressure. It's a little bit of a storm from just a biological perspective. It creates some dysregulation at the level of our organs and our tissues, right? So we're in a storm. There is not, we, we, we are not aligned with love when we are in a sympathetic storm. 
So it becomes important for us to recognize when we're in that sympathetic storm and to have so much compassion and not be blaming ourselves for the reactions that that end up taking place from the sympathetic storm. So we want to have love for ourselves in the moment that we're in distress. And this is where love is so interesting because I know some people think I teach selfishness, which I do, because I think that if we're not willing to bring love to ourselves, we do not have love to bring to the world. And if you're bringing love to this world and you aren't bringing it to yourself, look and see if there's resentment there. Because if I am bringing something to you that I do not give to myself, I become a resentment-making machine. So just pay attention. Like, this is your life. Like, play with this idea. Get curious and be loving and just see, like, is what Dr. Tammy is saying showing up for me in my life? And prove me wrong, right? I I love to be proved wrong. Prove me wrong. Show me that you, yes, I have been in a sympathetic storm and I've been able to be loving because I would love to see proof of that if that's been your experience. Please share it with me. I also want to go on to discuss why we are so beautifully designed for love and to love. There's an interesting phenomenon that when I start working with clients and we do nervous system training because it is so easy for us to be stuck in a state of chronic stress. It is so easy for stress to become a perpetual cycle because the brain is primed to look for more stress once we experience stress. And once that becomes the baseline, particularly if we are performing or living in stressful environments, we have mirror neurons that are constantly signaling to the brain that we're that that we are mirroring what's in our environment. So when our environment is very stressful, we become very stressful. Stressed, right? We are experiencing stressful a stressful experience in the mind and in the body, all being dominated, all being communicated through the nervous system. So when so, so that's important for us to recognize, but it's also important for us to recognize that as we train our nervous systems, as we, as we calm down, we very quickly can release a biochemical called oxytocin. When we're directing love or kindness to ourselves or to another person, we end up producing oxytocin in the heart and in the brain. This is fascinating. What we also know is that as we're strengthening our connection, our coherence in our heart space, it has really powerful mech, it has a powerful feedback mechanism on helping us restore full capacity and activity of our brain. So we're moving when we're training our nervous systems, we're actually training our brains to move meta to move blood flow, metabolic resources to the to the cortex of the brain. 
taking it out of this limbic system, which now just automatically creates emotional equanimity, open up space for love, takes us out of this territorial reptilian center of the, of the brain. So now we're not as defensive. Now we're open-minded, open-hearted. What is so fascinating about this neurophysiobiological state of coherence is that we become more loving in the brain, biochemically in the body. And studies have shown that, I mean, we all know, right? I mean, electromagnetic energy influences all biological systems on earth, right? I mean, it's electromagnetic energy that's moving the oceans, that directs the flow of water, that direct, I mean, right? So we're all, we all agree. Electromagnetic energetic forces are at work, right? There's a, there's poles to the earth. It spins on an axis. There's a creation of electromagnetic energy there. It is very similar in the human body. And what we now know is the heart actually has a stronger electromagnetic field than the brain. And that when we're experiencing love, our electromagnetic field that's being radiated from the heart can extend three times what it usually emits at, extends to. So instead of it being three feet, it's nine feet. This is fascinating to any, you know, like when you realize that there is a divine intelligence to the way that humans are designed, the way that life is designed, because there is, there's such, I mean, there is such, I don't know, that's another conversation, (laughs) but there is so much incredible beauty to the way that we're designed and that our electromagnetic field influences other people. You can feel when somebody loving enters a room. You can feel when somebody who is centered and calm and coherent enters your space. And you can feel when somebody who is incoherent, angry, frustrated, excessively stressed enters your space, right? You don't even have to be looking at them to know that they've walked in the room. Your electromagnetic field, we are sensory beings. We are feeling this all of the time. I find it fascinating that our electromagnetic field becomes three times more powerful when we're experiencing emotions like love. That this is so life-affirming. This is so supportive to us as a, as a species that we've been designed that when we're feeling love, we have a greater impact on the environment and the beings around us. This is not an accident. This is a divine intelligence that is at work here. And it's at work through your nervous system. And you can be aligned with that incredible intelligence. You can be a co-creator with that incredible intelligence when you become coherent through your heart space. Phenomenal. And what happens to us 
as on an individual level, as we are, as we open our capacity for love, which I'm going to get into next, I really want us to explore that love is a capacity, that it is something that we learn, that we practice, and that we develop. And when we've been in a state of stress for a very long time, love can feel so far away. And it's not because you're not primed for it, because trust me, you are wired for love. It is the state of highest coherence that we can achieve is to be in a state of love. And when you're in that state of high coherence, which you can train for, and we can practice, and we can work on together, you will expand your capacity to lead not just your life, but to lead with love in all of the relationships, in your work, with your team, in your home, in your community, in the systems and the organizations and the professions within which you find yourself. But it all begins within. We are powerful agents for love. We are primed for it. We are wired for it. And we Now, no, men are just as capable of producing oxytocin as women are. This is not specific to the female phenotype, okay? This is across the board. If you're a human being, you have the capacity to lead with love. And I am am imploring you, I am begging you to consider that this is the greatest gift we can give ourselves and the world. And if we've If there's ever been a more important time to do it, it is right now. We need to be leading with love because if we're leading with a stressed out, anxious, frustrated, pissed off, angry, territorial mind and body, we will generate more of that. Those days are over. We need new leaders Leaders who are leading with love, and you've got to train for it. And don't blame yourself and shame yourself for not being more loving. That is bullshit. I'm here to tell you we've been conditioned and culturally sort of inducted into a very stressful, stress based way of living. That's why we're all burning out right now. And our burnout and our, like this crisis point is begging us to live a new way. And the courageous, the more courageous you are, the more willing you're going to be to do this dance with love, to lead with love. And if this speaks to you, then, then we need to talk because this is going, This kind of training, this level of work doesn't just change your life. It changes the lives of everyone you touch. All right. I dare you. I dare you to lead with love. And I would love to help you. I'd love to work with you. Come join me and let's lead with love together. I'm doing this work myself. 
I'm still expanding my capacity to love. How can I love more? How can I lead with more love? How can I have more love for me? How can I have more love for you? How can I have more love in this family? How can there be more love in this home? How can there be more love in this career, in this path, in this profession, in this world? We are the leaders we seek. We are the agents of love that this world needs. Let's do it. Let's lead with love. I'm cheering you on. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for being here. I love you much for tuning into this episode of Dr. Tammy Talks. So glad you were here. If you found this message valuable, then please let's keep the conversation going. Head on over to LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook, and you can find me, Tammy Berry, T-A-M-I-B-E-R-R-Y. Let me know what content you're loving, what you want more of, and seriously, let's hang out. Let me know how I can support you in living your best life.